VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it is a Monday, and there is a lot to discuss. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Lots of choices. One hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Plenty of both. J-Mac, a lot of surprising outcomes yesterday. A lot of surprise winners. The question in the NFL, though, was always... Is it a game or is it sustainable? What does it mean big picture? But uh, the Niners have not lost. Week 7 last year was the last time they lost a regular season game. So that one kind of shocked everybody, right? It kind of, sort of. I mean, if the kicker you know, is able to hit a 41-yarder, you draft the guy in the third round, Niners would be okay today, right? Well, um, I thought the San Francisco loss, for a lot of reasons, was about as good a loss as the NFL has. So you come off a wildly emotional, dominating win, you know, right over the Cowboys. And then and then you go on the road, bad weather, two horrible calls go against you. You've got a seventh-round quarterback against a defense that is not only good, Cleveland's defense has given up the fewest yards through five games since 1971 when you could grab people and injure them and jam them into the AstroTurf. This was a good loss. Debo, Christian McCaffrey were not available when you needed them late. Your O-line couldn't block Cleveland. And here is Brock Purdy, ugly weather, best defense in decades statistically, bad calls. Hey, they were bad. And yet lined up the potential game-winning field goal. If Brady would have, on the final drive, without Gronk and Edelman, driven it down the field in cruddy weather, 
and his field goal kicker missed a 41-yarder, you'd blame the kicker. But so many people want to be right on Brock Purdy. He's no good. He's great. He's bad. That now this morning it's like, well, where's the W? 41-yard kicks the last decade, 81% go through. I watch quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, unravel every Sunday. And they unravel for the same reasons. Their O-line can't block. San Francisco's couldn't. They're missing their stars. McCaffrey, Debo, gone. They're on the road. The defense they're facing is better than average. They get a call or two, go against them. That game had unravel written all over it for Brock Purdy. And he didn't. He wasn't great because he's not great. He's good. And that's what I keep seeing. He's not even very good. We don't know that. He's good. And that is what Kirk Cousins is and has won playoff games and the division. So, again, everybody wants to be right on Brock Purdy. So, the Brock Purdy critics, I told you, you tell me, outside of a Mahomes or an Allen or a Burrow or a Lamar, who's going on the road against the best statistical defense since 71, don't have two of your top three stars, off an emotional win, two calls, bad ones go against you, and your O-line cannot block Cleveland, and you had three drop passes, a couple from Brandon Ayuk, really disappointing. So, I, I, mean, I, I mean, my wife says this all the time. It's not about being right or wrong. In life, you're right or you're learning. And I thought yesterday, I learned a lot about Brock Purdy. There were a lot of reasons to unravel. Same reason I've been impressed with C.J. Stroud, but you're talking about calls won't go your way. You don't have McCaffrey and Debo, your two chess pieces? This defense, Niners couldn't block them. Drop passes, bad calls. And instead, you got a 41-yarder to win it on the road in bad weather. Which, in the NFL, 81% of the time, last decade, goes through. So, I, you know, nobody likes to lose. Nobody goes undefeated since the 72 Dolphins. But I thought overall, that's about as good a loss as you could have in the NFL. Kyle after. We went in thinking it was going to be a grimy game like it was. Um, but it's, you know, we would have felt really good initially, like coming in, if, if we made that on the last play. But my message to them was regardless of whether we hit that or not, um, there's a lot of stuff from this game that we got to improve on. I thought we made way too many mistakes on offense. It's our first time having to come in after a loss in a long time. And it's time to get back in, go to work, and make sure we come back next week stronger. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles lost yesterday. Although, let's be honest, last four or five weeks, as J-Mac often says, they've been playing with their food. Niners have been rolling people. Best roster we've seen in a long time. All right. Philadelphia, this thing was going to happen, so it happened against the Jets. So it should be noted, the Jets are 3-0 when they force three takeaways or more. They're 0-3 when they don't. So what you saw yesterday is not terribly sustainable. Zach Wilson beat Philadelphia with a 73 passer rating. Reality, eventually in an offensive-driven league, you'll have to be better on third down than 18 of 72 the Jets are easily the worst third-down team in the league. But passion, defense, takeaways, good coach can win games. The Jets are staying alive without Aaron Rodgers. It is a great story. He's out there, eyeball emojis, look at Aaron doing his thing. It's fun. But you can't win in this league just with defense. 
You know, it's a, it, I see this all the time with diets. People will do a juice cleanse and they'll lose eight pounds in 26 hours. But eventually, you'll need a piece of toast. Eventually, you've got to pick up third downs. Eventually, you'll face a really good coach and a quarterback and it won't be a home game like it is against Philly or against Kansas City. And if they made the playoffs, they wouldn't be at home. This is a great story, and it's great drama, and I think it's a really well-coached team. But defensive players, as you know, statistically get hurt more than offensive players. Jets yesterday missing all their corners. I like the story of the Jets, and I've had a juice cleanse once too. But eventually I went back to pizza, a beer, and carbs. Not all wins are sustainable. The Jets make life very, very difficult for quarterbacks. We've seen teams like this. And the fact that they're missing corners and still good is a testament to somebody who I have defended on this show over and over. I always say, when it comes to coaches, even if you're not winning, is your side of the ball tight? Is your side of the ball dynamic? Yes, it is with the Jets. And Robert Sala deserves a ton of credit. And Philadelphia, unlike the Niners, they've been screwing around for weeks. I don't think Philadelphia can find their identity. I just think they're really talented. But I still believe they are missing Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. They're just off. Now, last year, we talked about this in the summer. Philadelphia last year got a lot of big leads. They had a great coordinator playing from ahead by two touchdowns, is different than last night. So Jalen Hurts has predictably pulled back a little. Philadelphia is still loaded, probably second in the league to San Francisco in roster architecture, top to bottom. But, But I don't think this is terribly sustainable. It's just a great Sunday. It's just a great Sunday. It's a lot of fun. And Robert Sala talked about it after. thought defense, uh, per the usual, uh, outstanding. Um, you know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. And uh, just really, really proud of, of the defense and its resolve. Uh, I don't know if they embarrassed Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes eventually took the ball for seven minutes, toyed with your defense, and won the game. So I don't know if you embarrassed Patrick Mahomes. But the point in it, point is a lot of pride, a lot of passion, a lot of takeaways, a lot of defense. You're not going to win a lot of games when it matters in December and January with a 73 passer rating from your quarterback. I don't think it's terribly sustainable. Uh, and that, in this league, is what it's all about. We saw USC this weekend. Flashy, flashy, flashy. Not sustainable. At some point, you have to run the football. Colorado football. Flashy, flashy, flashy. Not sustainable. you got to get a pass rush. So Zach Wilson this season is 31st or 32nd or 33rd in completion. Touchdown interception, passer rating. Also, again, defensive players, on average in the NFL, get hurt more than offensive players. So relying on a relentless defense week after week is just not something we've seen happen in this league a lot. Think how good the Niners' defense has been year after year after year. Like, Hall of Fame good. And they have struggled to close out seasons, losing at the end, winning in the early in the middle. All right, J-Mac, uh, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, top of our number two. Uh, it, great college football stories this weekend. What to make of the Buffalo Bills, which I think I've probably 
just overvalued Buffalo's talent? You know how sometimes you get into these cycles where you're convincing yourself you're right? Mm. And I watch I watch Buffalo too many Sundays, about one out of three, and I'm like, I'm just not sure outside of Josh Allen yeah. and maybe Stephon Diggs and an edge rusher. How good is their talent? Am I am I overvaluing it? Yeah, AFC is a muddled mess. Did you see 13 of the 16 teams in the AFC are 500 or better? And, like, I don't know if the Bills are that much better than anybody. I don't think the Bengals – Bengals got outplayed yesterday. I know you had them. Congrats. They got outplayed by Seattle. Like, uh, I will say this. A lot of people did not watch the London game. I thought Lamar Jackson's first half in London was the most impressive first half, all things told, running, passing, mm-hmm. Of any quarterback I've seen. People are not watching Baltimore. It's a London game. They lost to the Steelers. They've had drop passes more than any team in the league. At Baltimore first half on the road in London, it was jaw-dropping. I mean, Vrabel and his defense, which is good, had no idea what to do. They were completely over their head. Keep your eye on Lamar Jackson. He has become a really good pocket passer. He is. De- he was doing sidearm stuff, running, throwing deep underneath. I was blown away by okay, him. So can I ask why the OC kept calling runs in the red zone? Did you see the stat that they got to the red zone and I think ran 16 of 19 yeah, plays that yeah. were running plays? I know. What are you doing? I know. Red zone's <laughs> tough. It's a congested area. Tough for a lot of teams. You ever notice how often we criticize the coach because of the red zone decisions? It's congested. Half of your playbook, three quarters of your playbook is out. Can't use it. It's hard. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-367. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So uh, everybody's complaining about the officiating this weekend. Listen, it's hard. Uh, You know, Niners yesterday... Can't blame the officials. Your O-line could not block the D-line. Giant fans want to blame the officials. Did you watch your red zone offense at the end of the first half? And you want to blame a call at the end of the game that goes either way. That was the worst end of a half clock management situation I've ever seen. It got Mike McCarthy off the hook for that Dak slide with no time left at the end a few years ago. So Josh Allen was really bad early. The offense was. Then he had a better second half. But I feel like Jim Kelly, uh, there's a little a little J- uh, Josh Allen there. Jim Kelly, 11 years in Buffalo. Big, strong-armed. 11 years, six division titles. Dominated his division. Uh, four Super Bowls. Real hollow. Zero trophies. Buffalo could never get the the brilliance of Montana and Walsh in San Francisco or the dynamic Troy Aikman and Jimmy Johnson or the toughness of Parcells and the New York Giants. No trophies. 11 great years in Buffalo with Jim Kelly, and I feel like I'm seeing the same thing. Great quarterback, really good roster. I feel like they're wasting his prime. How many years are we going to give Sean McDermott to figure out the offensive line? It's like six years now. It's still inconsistent. How about the run game? Middle of the pack in the NFL. Once again, nights, days, Sundays, it disappears. Weapons, defensive coach has developed one, Stephon Diggs, and they had to go trade for him. I feel like I'm seeing Jim Kelly again. This transcendent, all-time talent, big, getting shot, hit, hit, pounded away. Never forget how quickly Big Ben and Cam aged in this league. And how gracefully Tom Brady did. Tom didn't get hit. Cam, Big Ben, Josh Allen, reminds me of the same player. Run over linebackers. Leap over safeties. That stuff, those windows are very short. Listen, Russell Wilson avoided hits. And we've seen him age. And he's not to 35 yet. So I think Josh Allen's prime is a much shorter prime than a quarterback who's more pocket-driven. This guy is a mobile guy. O-line's not great. Run game, not great. It really comes down to how well did Josh Allen play for us? First half, didn't play well. Team was bad. Second half, he put on a cape, played better, and the Bills win. So I look around the AFC, just the AFC. Tua's got a better offensive coach and weapons. Burrow's got better weapons. Mahomes has the better coach. Lamar Jackson, I think, has the better staff. And Buffalo's got this superstar, insanely, insanely gifted quarterback. But these windows for these big guys that run around, first seven, eight years in the league, you're like, it's going to last forever. Cam, Big Ben, they age fast. And it's coming for Josh Allen. They have got to give him a better consistent run game. Right now it's 13th. They've got to get him more than one great wide receiving weapon. Bengals have three receivers that always get open. 
The Rams found another one outside of Cooper Cup in the fourth or fifth round this year. Either they can't find him in the draft or they can't develop him. But I, I, I look at this and I see a lot of Jim Kelly. And Jim Kelly had great players around him too. But they're as good as Josh Allen is. And you have to be able to have Sundays. Tommy Brady won a Super Bowl and wasn't slinging it all over the field. In fact, he won a couple of them. Right? Mahomes has had, so far this season, multiple games when Patrick Mahomes has been off. And that young defense wins games for Jalen Hurts. That offense can't figure out its identity. Philadelphia lost yesterday, but was 5-0 and before that and not playing particularly well offensively. Couldn't find their identity. For Buffalo, either Josh Allen's great or they don't win. It's not going to last. It feels very Cam in Carolina. It feels very Big Ben in Pittsburgh, although he usually had a very reliable defense. Here's Josh after. We've been an extremely efficient offense. We've scored a lot of points. Um, obviously, the last two games, we haven't gotten off to a hot start. We've got to figure out why that is and how to get ourselves in a funk or get ourselves out of a funk early on and get ourselves into a good rhythm early on. So, um, you know, just we'll, we'll take it one game at a time, um, one week at a time, and, and just try to continue to get better. He is all-time stuff. In terms of Mahomes, bigger, stronger, faster. He really is. Mel Kuyper at him is the 10th best quarterback prospect in the history of the league. They didn't have Mahomes there. He is unbelievable. But you're like, well, why, why, what was wrong with their offense in the first half? He wasn't great. <laughs> no quarterback is great 17 weeks. Bad weather on the road. You're missing weapons. That's why I allotted Brock Purdy for being pretty unflappable on the road. McCaffrey out. Debo out. Bad calls. O-line can't block him. And Brock Purdy got you in field goal position. But I, I, I just I, I feel like this with USC football and Caleb Williams and Buffalo and Josh Allen. You can have a great quarterback. You can't be reliant on him to be Superman to dominate games. Sometimes Josh Allen's got to go 13 for 30, and you win by two touchdowns. you, you, you got to help him out. Uh, uh, that was way too close last night considering the rosters. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Colin Wright. Colin Wrong, top of next hour. So the Miami Dolphins offense this season is not only good, but it's all-time good. Points per game, third best all-time, 37 a game. Yards per play, total yards per game, best ever. So they've humiliated a lot of really bad defenses. Buffalo, they scored 20. New England struggled in the second half. Um they're not they play Philadelphia by the way next week Jalen Carter's coming back they won't look like they've looked against a bad team so they Miami's wins are against teams that are 4 and 22 they're a, they're a bit of a Big 12 team it feels like some empty calories those Big 12 teams score 60 a game go play an SEC te- team and get their head bashed in so but Miami looks like a team from Miami should look like fun flair flashy fast they're the speedboat of the nfl if you put miami vice theme music under their highlights it would be perfect speedboats in january windy cold weather are silly and useless but 70 against denver 42 against carolina almost 40 against the chargers i I, as i watch the dolphins it's like if bitcoin nfts and infomercial and tiktok had a baby it would be Miami's offense. It's just a lot of stuff. I don't know how sustainable it is. 
I don't necessarily buy it in December and January. I think it's fun. Um, but I, when I watch the way this league turns out year after year, there's September, early October football, a lot of points. Then injuries pile up. Pass protection and pass rushes become really important, and those kind of teams sort of tail off. I kind of feel that's Miami, but they are a blast to watch, and if you're not buttoned up, they will humiliate you. So, um, Lincoln Riley had never won fewer than 11 games when he got to USC. So, uh, but there's just something very interesting going on with USC and Colorado. So let's start with this. Caleb Williams is going to go number one. Patrick Mahomes had a losing record in college. Nobody cared. Josh Allen completed 56% of his throws against Wyoming's schedule. Nobody cared. When it comes to quarterbacks in college to pro football, everybody knows kids don't have the same talent around them. Not everybody's Bama or Ohio State. Not everybody's Clemson or Texas or Oklahoma. So the bottom line is Caleb Williams has talent coming out of his ears and really good traits. He's going to go number one. He's going to go number one. It's like when LeBron and Carmelo were both coming out, Melo, people said, was a Hall of Fame talent. You had to draft LeBron. Drake May could end up in the Hall of Fame. You're going to draft Caleb. Scouts are lined up. This is Andrew Luck with more talent. This is John Elway potentially with more talent. So that's the first thing. He's going to get drafted number one, unless there's an injury. Number two is there's a lot of Lincoln Riley haters out there because of the way he left Oklahoma. People didn't like that, although people leave places all the time, and that he went to USC. And uh, a lot of those people today said he's too soft, he's flashy, there's no substance, and they feel at least somewhat right today. Now, the defense was not what lost the game for USC. It held Notre Dame to 250 yards. What it was is the O-line's terrible. They can't run. And so the entire offense is, hey, Caleb Williams, go make an amazing play. So Colorado on Friday gave up a 29-0 lead and embarrassed itself. And USC on Saturday embarrassed itself. They are the two most penalized teams in Power 5 football, Colorado and USC, and the two most transfer-reliant. USC and Colorado have a lot of sizzle and not a lot of stake, a lot of headlines and hype and not a lot of substance. Both are fun. Both feel like frauds today. Startup companies, everybody talking about them, and then they got to go up against IBM and get humiliated. Last week, and I am for NIL. I am for Shadur Sanders and Caleb Williams staying in school and making money. But last week, Colorado and USC were in headlines because of the NIL. Washington and Oregon were in the headlines because they're well-coached and have substance. Colorado and USC feel like they don't have their priorities in order. Nick Saban may be grumpy. Maybe Alabama's not as dominant as Alabama was, but I always feel like with Alabama, it's about winning games. They pay players through NIL. They want to reward them. I'm not anti-NIL. Anti I am not anti-transfer portal. I'm not an old head. Pay the players, star quarterbacks, make every penny you can. But USC's priority feels like, hey, 
Let's get Caleb a Heisman and some cash. That's not what I see with Oklahoma football. It's not what I see with Georgia football. It's not what I watched with Oregon or Washington football. I don't know. How about a little less flash and a little more fortitude? I like Deion Sanders and Shadur. I like Lincoln Riley and Caleb. But it feels like that's all we talk about is the coach and the star quarterback and the star coach and the star quarterback. That's not what football is all about. I love the NFL and I love college. I don't want them to be the exact same. And again, I'm not anti-NIL. But these two teams, Colorado and USC, are the most penalized in the country, the flashiest and most talked about. And today they look like frauds with not a lot of substance and a lot of sizzle. So eventually sports is cruel and a reminder that flash doesn't win. I love the speedboat of the NFL Miami. I don't think they're going to win two playoff games. I fell for USC. I thought, boy, that Caleb Williams, the kid's not Superman. O-line's a mess. They can't run the football. They're completely relying on him. If you looked at the box score, you'd think USC won, but they didn't. They didn't win. And this has been coming for weeks and weeks and weeks. I told you last week, USC is the third best team in the conference. They may be four, depends on how Utah plays. Lincoln Riley after the ugly loss to our rival Notre Dame. Thought our defense played good enough to win the football game. Uh, thought we, we stepped up and did a lot of great things there, but we just put we put our defense in some uh, some terrible positions. And uh, so so yeah, obviously we're we're really disappointed. Know that we've obviously got a lot in front of us, uh, but th- this game means a lot. We know it means a lot to to our fan base. It means a lot to college football, and, and certainly disappointed that we weren't able to play nearly good enough football. Listen, I remember when NIL came out. And all the traditionalists hated it. And my takeaway, it's here to stay. You might as well embrace it. But I do think two things can be true. You can want to reward your players, and NIL is good eventually for college football. The transfer portal makes bad teams much better quickly. And I also you can, you can also, I think, feel it goes overboard. And I, I'm getting a little too much star power with Colorado and USC. And I think in the end, Bama and Georgia have balanced all the transfer portal stuff, have balanced the NIL, have balanced the community, the locker room, the roster as a whole. Oklahoma's paying players to the NIL. Nothing wrong with that. But that feels like there's more foundation, more substance to it. So, you know, the young media loves players getting paid. It's all about that. But the history of football is... Line play, team, Flash Flash doesn't win championships pro or college. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code heard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Colin right, Colin wrong. Plenty of both. Here we go. Where Colin was right. I have defended Robert Sala. Every time the Jets lose, the Jets come out and say, fire him. And I'm like, he's as good as a coach can be with the personnel he has. This defense, even missing its top corners, was great last night. Don't blame a coach because a roster has inefficiencies. He didn't whiff on a left tackle and a quarterback. This team plays hard. They play with passion. And the fact that with Zach Wilson and 73 passer ratings, they're beating Philadelphia is a testament to how good this head coach is. He didn't draft Zach Wilson, not his call. Where Colin was wrong. I figured Philadelphia would eventually, with Jalen Hurts, figure out this offense, and they can't. They're stuck. Pedestrian. Seven picks, six all of last year. Yes, they clearly, as we predicted, would miss Shane Steichen. We said Philadelphia is going to win the division. They're not going to be as beautiful and dynamic offensively. Uh, but I thought they'd figure it out by now, and they just haven't. They make more mistakes. Uh, 
you know, it's coordinators matter, and they're still trying to find an identity. Where Colin was right? I said I went to Seattle for the Husky-Oregon game, and I said, not USC, but these are the two best teams, and they look like it. Well-coached, playmakers, pass rushes, first-round quarterbacks. Here's how it ended. This from 42. Good snap, good hold, kick is on the way, kick is up, end over end kick. Yeah! He's good! He missed it! He missed it wide right! He missed it wide right! I don't believe it, Cam! I don't believe it! It's pandemonium at Husky Stadium! Uh, not just better than USC, significantly better than USC. Where Colin was wrong. I have defended Derek Carr for years, but the final two drives for the Saints summed it up. With a great defense and excellent receivers, dumped it off quickly underneath or uncatchable balls late. Derek Carr's offenses don't score enough points. Five games this year, 20 points or less, 25th in yards per attempt. That is not good enough. O-line's good. Receiving target's good. Alvin Kamara, this is on Derek Carr, and the critics are right. Where Colin was right? I said about Brock Purdy. He's good. We don't know if he's very good, and yesterday was an example that he is good, but he completed 12 passes against the great defense. I said I felt he was somewhere between like the 11th best quarterback in the league and 16 or 17, probably middle or less, and that's what the game looked like for me. Now, in fairness... Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel were gone for large chunks of the game. But Brock Purdy wasn't going to continue to put up monster numbers. The MVP talk was silly. He's good. There's a little Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is good. They're not very good. He can't carry a team. He has to mostly be carried. But I did think Brock Purdy was what I said. Capable of making smart decisions in big games on the road, and I thought he proved it yesterday. Where Colin was right? I kept saying the Trojans are too Caleb Williams reliant. I said it last week and the week before. What do they do well beyond Caleb Williams? So when he plays poorly, you watch Saturday night what you witnessed. They don't do anything well. I thought their defense was okay, but it had been terrible for three straight weeks. It's great to have an amazing quarterback. That's awesome. But you've got to be more than that. It's one of the knocks I have on the Buffalo Bills. Yes, Josh Allen is great. What's your off-speed pitch? What if he's not great? This program has become way too reliant. I've said this week after week on Caleb Williams putting on a cape to save the team. And if he's off, they're bad. Where Colin was wrong. Oklahoma, forget about USC. Oklahoma is rated sixth in the latest USC poll. Brett Venables, not Lincoln Riley, has developed a culture in a year and a half based on substance, defense. They've improved. Last year, I said, I, I don't know. I I've never seen an Oklahoma team that looked that disorganized. Now, they haven't played a great schedule, but they did beat Texas, and they looked like the better coach team than Texas. Lots of substance, not a ton of flash. Right now, Brent Venables is right.
where Colin was right. I said in the offseason, the Patriots were the slowest team in the league. Drafting two kickers and three guards was an outrageous draft weekend decision. Belichick is tone deaf on offense. They haven't scored over 20 in any game. They have no skill position players, and I had predicted they were a fourth-place team. I thought Mac Jones would be better, but I thought it was outrageous considering that everybody in the New England area knew we need more speed that five of their draft picks were interior offensive linemen or kickers. Where Colin was right? I like Jason Tatum, but I've always felt he can't carry you to a title. He's not a Giannis. He's not a Jokic, an MJ, a Bird, a Magic, a Kobe. He's just really, really good. And NBA GMs in their annual survey did not have him as a top five player to start a franchise. Anthony Edwards had more vote, and so did Victor Wembanyama, the rookie. Tatum is a really good basketball player, but I think the Celtics, by acquiring Drew Holiday, Porzingis with Jalen Browns, are signaling the reality of Tatum's game. Big fourth quarters, he's usually good, but not consistently enough great and he needs more talent around him. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. 12 years, two Super Bowls, and a six-time Pro Bowler, LaShawn McCoy is joining us on a Monday. The former Philadelphia Eagle watching his Eagles fellas, fellas, struggle to figure out the offense. You know, you had uh, in in six years Philly, four Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa. You had coordinators or position coaches yeah. who were simply better than others. Yes. I do feel watching Philly, and this is no knock on the new guy, they kind of lost their identity. Right. Is, is that fair when you watch them? I think we're uh, I think we know our identity, but we're, we're we're trying to still find it. I think once with a new coordinator, um, and then Jalen just trying to figure that thing out, and it looks a little different from last year. I mean, it takes time to jail. You know, this is his first year calling plays and um, with that type of explosive offense, so many good players, you try to get everybody involved, right? We want to get AJ his his certain amount of plays. We got to get Swift his carries, right? Then, then you got um, um, Devontae. So you're trying to spread all around. Then you got Dallas. Tight ends. You got Dallas in there, too. That's pretty good. Got Gogger. So yeah. you're always trying to figure that out, right? And um, that's why the Andy Reeds and um, Sean McVay's are so special. Kyle Shanahan so special because they could – they find a way to get everybody involved. They have these display sh- the, the play sheets. I remember back in the day when Andy Reid would be me, and then it'd be Deshaun Jackson and Macklin. He's trying to get everybody involved. So it just takes time. It takes time. You know, you you were critical, I think, last year on this show of Jalen. You said, "I love him, but don't confuse him with Patrick Mahomes." Yeah. Do you still feel that he's really, really good, but we've anointed him to a position that may have been somewhat coordinator driven? Well, I, um, see, the thing with Jalen Hurts is that. I don't know his ceiling because each year he gets better and better and better. They count him out. He can't throw. He's throwing the ball deep, right? He's he's always constantly getting better. Um, I mean, he struggled, um, you know, last game and yesterday. So that that happens. But I think that he's he's deserve he's deserved the the type of credit he's getting right now. I wouldn't put him in the, the Patrick Mahomes category yet. Yeah. Right. I think I think Pat is um he's something special, right? Pat is something special where you could put him in any system. Guys can be injured, guys can be hurt. He'll you still have a chance to win. Even the the only loss that the that the or that the um the Chiefs had against the Lions, 
if them guys catch them balls, they win that game, right? right? And and Chris Jones in play or Travis Kelsey, so he's that different of a player. But but Jalen, he, he's 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 terrific as well. He's just he can run the ball, throw the ball, do different things. Just that I think we don't see where his ceiling's at because he's still getting better and better, and better. He's still young. Jalen Hurts is still a young quarterback, young player. So when you um, you know, I, I said. This is a long season. It's not college yes, it football. Is. The margins are close. It's yep. not like Bama against Kentucky. Right. Right. Like every team's got dudes. Mm-hmm. And I watch the Jets and I'm like, listen, most of their talents on one side of the ball. I do not think it's sustainable to have a quarterback with a 73 passer rating beating teams. Now they got yeah. Kansas City at home or Philly at home. My takeaway on the Jets is I think that staff does as good a job as you can with the personnel they have is yeah. that I I don't think it's a sustainable team down the stretch at some point you got to score well well you said that and uh, I agree with you right Robert Sala's done an excellent job with the players that he has in that locker room you know the the the, the scripted play was that hey, okay we want to have Aaron Rodgers lead this franchise right we've got a good defense a lot of good playmakers got some offensive players that can make plays but but your quarterback gets hurt so now what do we do plan b I think with, with Zach Wilson, he's doing the best he can with Zach Wilson. You know, Zach, he shows flashes of some really good quarterback play, and then he shows flashes of some bad quarterback play, some bad decisions. But with the with with the players that he has in that locker room, I mean, they're they're doing well. They battled up, they battled with the with the Chiefs, they battled with the Eagles, they beat them. You know, so he's doing a, he's doing a pretty good job with the players he has. So um, as I watched Buffalo last night, uh, and it's a little like USC. Yeah, I can love Josh Allen and Caleb. Mm-hmm. But even with Mahomes, if you look at what he has, a great defense, right. a brilliant coach, a terrific GM, yeah. they reboot constantly. They rebuilt an O-line in Kansas City in That's one true. year. Yep. I feel like when I watch USC and Buffalo, and Buffalo last night, if Josh plays well, they're good. If Josh doesn't play well, they're not good. Yeah. Should they go out, because they lost their best linebacker in corner, should, right. should they go out at the trade deadline, you can make an argument for this, Shady, and say, listen, Josh's style got about four more years of prime. Okay. We're going to sell some draft picks. We're going to go get a top linebacker. They lost Milano. Yeah. They lost White the corner. Mm-hmm. Sure. We, then um, um, Edmonds went to the Bears. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, should Buffalo just say, hey, listen, our window's about three years to four years here. Like Mahomes and his prime borough. We can't sit because those guys don't get – this team to me feels like they've got a decision to make at the trade deadline. Would you give up some future for right now? No. I think the the Chiefs, the Bills, they're in the same boat, right? Expensive quarterback, good pieces around them. Um, um, you know, with Travis Kelsey, and you look at Stephon Diggs. I talked to Brett Veach, the GM for the Chiefs uh, last week. We are just talking about the, the, the players and et cetera. And they're, they're so – funded with the quarterback that they can't just go out there and just get a lot of free agents they right, want. Right. So they got to go to the drafts. But when you have a quarterback that that's good, like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, you take them cards. You take them cards and you deal them and you play them because they can still win with Josh Allen, right? We, we The thing with Josh Allen is we we seen him at his worst. The four, three picks, four First picks. Half. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But then you see when he when he's clicking, they like a whole different team. Right. So I don't think they need to go out there and, and you know, gamble for this picks to, to, for right now. They have a good enough team and they're well coached um, um, solid GM where they can win games. Same thing like the Chiefs. The um, so I watched the Miami Dolphins yesterday. Okay, they flying though. By the way, Tyreek Hill. I'm saying it right now. Tyreek Hill should win the MVP or at least be number one and 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 you know in the voting. 
can that kind of football, the speedboat of the NFL, weather gets cold, okay. it gets windy. Like, I look at that and I think it's Big 12 football. I love watching. Right. That doesn't, that's not a Super Bowl team, is it? That's hard to say. I mean, Andy Reid, I, I love him. He, he told me, LaShawn, you can't go to heaven if you run the ball too much. <laughs> he told me that. So my thing is with the Dolphins, they got a smart head coach, man. Mike is an is a extremely uh, intelligent, you know, coordinator and coach. And the way he dials the plays up, Tua is he knows exactly where he wants to go with the ball, right? They have a good enough team. I think I need to see a little bit more from the defense. I think Jalen Ramsey, he'll be back, you know, yes. sooner than we think. Soon. But you can win with that team. I mean, yeah, like, I think the Bills come to Miami. That'd be a good game. I think the Dolphins probably win that game, right? right. They'll probably split. And I look at every – when I compare, like, championship teams, I look at the pedigree, right? The last championship team is the Chiefs. You've seen a speed offense. Now, that last year they didn't do it as much, but yeah. that's what he's known for. Right. And they have that in, in, in Miami. This, this got to be more consistent and better on defense. Yeah. But they got a shot. So what do you expect? Um, it's Cowboys-Chargers yep, tonight. Tonight. I'm going to that game, by the way. You are? Yeah. So uh, we want to report back. When, when <laughs> Dallas is in, a, in, is in a weird spot, well, J-Mac and I have said this. Detroit actually has the talent people think the Cowboys do. Right. Okay. So the Cowboys always have that sort of global pressure. Yeah. We always think they're a little more talented than they are. Teams like uh, Cleveland, that defense is insane. That defense is good. Detroit, that offensive line, Goff, yeah. running backs, insane. But when I look at the Cowboys, I wonder, I sit to myself and think, are they that talented? I mean, you're going to see it tonight. I think the Chargers oh, have more good players than, 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 than the Cowboys. Keenan Allen, I, yeah, Herbert, play, player for player. Bosa, Mack, Slater, Derwin James. I think the Chargers have seven elite players. Now that Trayvon Diggs is out, yeah. Micah, Zach Martin, C.D. Lamb. But, but the, thing, the thing with the Cowboys, now, now I got to be honest. Now, I, I think the Cowboys are, are extremely talented. You I mean, do. yes. It, it, it's only one weak spot, I, I feel like, on the Cowboys, especially on the offense. It would be the quarterback. But everything else, the line is solid. Line's good. Okay, they got a good running back in the backfield. They had, a, they had an all-pro wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, who I think is the number one receiver. Yes. Right? And then Brandon Cooks. They don't use him in, a, in that conservative offense. But if any, any other offense that Brandon Cooks is on, he's, he's going to get busy. Okay. So That's what he you, does. So you like their talent. Yeah. Okay. So De- let me ask Defense, you. too. Okay, so they, the Cowboys have gotten very bad second-half offense, very bad red zone. Okay. The Chargers, with Kellen Moore, the Cowboys' OC, have gotten great in the second half and great in the red zone. Yeah. If tonight the Chargers come out and it is a Kellen Moore show-off, mm-hmm. clever in the red zone, great in the second half, if you're Jerry Jones, because you said you love the Cowboys, yeah. if you're flying home, and you get beat tonight, Dallas, after being humiliated and out-schemed by San Francisco. Right. Do you have discussions with your son, Stephen, to make a coaching change? If they are beaten I, soundly I, tonight. You know what? I, I, don't, I don't blame um, Mike McCarthy. But you said it was a conservative offense. And why is that? Because Mike McCarthy. But why? Why, why is he? So he's he, old he, school. So, hold on. When he's with the, the uh, Packers, he threw the ball deep. They took shots. But they had Aaron. They took shots. The reason why now, when you look at his offense, why is it so conservative? Why? Why? Why, why is he? Why, why is he doing that? Why is he calling them plays? Because I think he, well, I think he realizes Dak has limitations. There we go. That's what I'm getting to. 
when your quarterback is limited, you gotta you gotta call the plays that fits his skill set, right? So for example, when, when they got um, Brandon Cooks, I said, okay, wow, this is gonna be nice. See, you gonna put CeeDee Lamb in the slot, you're gonna let him do a lot, lot of different things, right? You're gonna have some some speed on the outside, Tony Pollard. But then when I start watching him play, I said, oh wow. Mike McCarthy, he's he's letting the defense win all the games, right? Great field position for the offense. You know, picks and turnovers, sacks, Michael Parsons, all that type of stuff. So now when it comes to offense, you want to run the ball, run the ball. I'm like, oh, he's scared that his quarterback's going to turn the ball over. He doesn't trust that. He doesn't trust that. But you can't say it publicly in Dallas. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> Hair, Fox, Dallas, I'm going to say it. Because the truth is, when you watch them, they play as if, okay, we're going to let our defense win the game and let our rookie or or, or – quarterback, I don't want to call him a rookie, but he's playing like a rookie the way they're calling the plays for him. They're trying to protect him. They're trying to hide him. Yes. You can't hide a guy that's making hundred-something million dollars. You got to let him play. So that's why I don't blame Mike McCarthy because when he had a quarterback that was throwing the ball, he let it go deep, short. He let everything go. But when you watch him play, it's like the, the, the you condense the playbook for a reason. The reason is he don't want to turn the ball over. That's the truth. He's protecting him. Well, that, I think... It, it makes it, sense though, right? Well, no. I've said this about Green Bay and Jordan Love. They're coaching him like they don't trust him. Right. When you watch the Texans with C.J. Stroud. They let him go. I mean, red zone, three-yard yep. line, throw it. Yep. By the way, that kid makes good decisions. Yes, I like him. Yeah. So what the coach calls tells me what the staff oh. truly thinks of a quarterback. And you're saying Dallas doesn't trust Dak. They don't trust him. Think about it, though. So, like, what game was it? The Cardinals game? They're down, I want to say, yes, two yes, scores? Yes, yeah, two they, scores. And they're running the ball. Why are you running the ball? You're down to okay, scores. Okay, you want to know my theory on that? Is because, I said this on the air, that McCarthy was protecting Dak because if he threw a bunch of picks, the narrative from the national and local media is, Dak, picks, all you talked about is... So McCarthy kind of protected him, thought, we're going to run our way back in or we're not going to win. It's one game, we'll get out of town. So yeah. I do think, to your point, because I, when I watch him play, I think the offense is dull. I think Dallas it's, is a – considering – now, I, I do think Dalton Schultz, the tight end, they missed him. I liked him. But I feel like it's a dull the, the, 1994 offense. Yeah, but – and you have a point there. But you got to look deeper into it, right? And, and, and when you look deeper into it, it's like they're trying to protect their quarterback. Yeah. They don't want to lose the game. And we have a defense like they do have. I mean, Michael Parsons, he's from my hometown, so yeah. – I've been watching for years. And everything he's doing now, he's been doing. And he's that type of different player. Their defense, they fly around the ball. So if you have a defense like that, it's like, you know what? Let them win the game. If you watch all, all their big wins, right? They beat well, Cleveland with, yesterday, field goal, field goal. They want field goals. Come on. Cowboys, a lot, of, a lot of their games, they get all the way down to the red zone, right? Dumps, dump, dumps, run the ball, run the ball. And they kick field goals. That's how they win. They let the defense go out there and win the games. That's the same. That's the same formula that the Dallas has been winning by. But now you have a team where, okay, the defense has a bad game. It happens in football. Jalen Hurts had a bad game. Brock Purdy, they've been playing great. Bad, bad game. Now what? You need, you need your offense to, to show up. You need your quarterback to show up. Yeah. And if you can't do it, you can't win against the big teams. All right. But they are talented, though. I mean, that, that's a talented group. All right. We both like the Chargers tonight. You like Dallas. Uh, I mean, I don't like neither team. I'm not, I don't have nothing in it. I don't have nothing in this one. But if you're just talking about the strictly talented. You'd take Dallas. Yeah, I think they're more talented. But the Chargers are good. They're talented, right. too, on paper. They look no, super waver. talented. Don't waver. Don't waver. You got to pick a side. <laughs> no well, listen, I'll say this. I've I think never Chargers just... are more talented. I think that, no, no. I okay. think da I think Dallas is more talented. I think on paper you can say that the Chargers are probably, because even at one point they had, uh, each position had like a top player paid in that position. So Dallas doesn't. But, but they get results. Oh, we'll see. Right? 
That was bizarre. All right, we both you we both. I like Chargers by a touchdown tonight. Yeah, Shady. Who who's the best quarterback that the uh, Cowboys have beat this year? Just rattle them off for me. I, I've forgotten. Who is it? It's no. Well, I will say it's the best quarterback that they lost to was Brock Purdy. Oh and, yeah, they got smoked by and, Brock Purdy. and uh, and they do and um Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs yeah. from the Cardinals. <laughs> and they That's beat it. Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones. They did beat him in a, in a different Jones. fashion though. Matt that does Jones. matter. Yeah, they did clobber him. Yeah, they, the defenses. Yeah. The defenses but I'm saying cool. if if you play a team you're supposed to win and you just you win, that's cool. But if you play a team you're supposed to win and you dominate them, that's like, okay, we did what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do and more. All right, that's fair. Good seeing you, buddy. Yeah, Stop. always good, man. Shady it's, McCoy. It's like a living room. I'm just <laughs> relaxing here, you know? Yeah. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GainBridge.io.